0: Thank you for joining us Around the Fire. For more information or to make a donation, please visit randomactnetwork.com. Now, want to hear a scary story? boarded window. Years ago, only a few miles away from what is now Cincinnati, lay a huge and almost endless forest. The area had a few settlements, but many of them had already been left as people headed further west. Among those remaining was a man who had been one of the first people to arrive in the area. The man's name was said to be Murlock. Though he was only middle-aged, he appeared to be in his 70s. His hair and long, full beard were both white, his grey, lifeless eyes were sunken, his face was wrinkled, he was tall and thin with drooping shoulders, something other than time had been the cause of his aging. His modest log cabin was surrounded on all sides by the great forest. The darkness and silence of the trees were a proper fit, as no one ever knew him to smile or speak an unnecessary word. He met his needs by selling and trading the skins of wild animals. The home had a single door directly opposite a window, which was boarded up. No one could remember a time when it was not, and no one knew why it had been closed. As the man was known to spend the days in the sun, he surely would have enjoyed the light and air. Eventually, Murloc was found in his cabin, dead. It was not the time or place for medical examinations or newspapers, so it was agreed that he had died from natural causes, and his body was buried near the cabin. He was laid to rest next to his wife, who had died so long before that she almost felt like a legend herself. When Murloc built his cabin, he had been young, strong, and full of hope. He kept a rifle and used it to hunt, and worked hard to build a farm. He had married a young woman in all ways worthy of his honest love and loyalty. She shared the dangers of life with a willing spirit and a light heart. There is no known record of her name or details about her, but they did love each other and they were happy. One day, Murloc returned from hunting in a deep part of the forest. He found his wife sick with fever and confusion. There was no doctor or neighbor within miles, and he knew that he couldn't leave her alone to find help. So Merlock tried to take care of his wife and return her to good health, but at the end of the third day she fell into unconsciousness and died. He was surprised that he did not cry, surprised and a little ashamed. Surely it is unkind not to cry for the dead. Murlock had sense enough to remember that the dead must be prepared for burial, he made a mistake now and again while performing this special duty. He did certain things wrong, and others were done correctly but over and over again. Once she was buried, he thought to himself, he would miss her. He stood over the body of his wife in the disappearing light. He fixed her hair and made finishing touches to the rest. He did all of this without thinking, but with care. Murlock had no experience in deep sadness, an artist of powers that affects people in different ways. His heart could not contain it all. His imagination could not understand it. To one, it becomes like the stroke of an arrow, shocking all the emotions to a sharper life. To another, it can be the blow of a crushing strike. Murloc did not know he was so hard-struck. That knowledge would come later and never leave. Soon after he finished his work, he sank into a chair by the side of the table upon which the body lay. He stared at his wife's face in the deepening darkness. He laid his arms upon the table's edge and dropped his head onto them, tearless and very sleepy. At that moment, a long, screaming sound came in through the open window, but the man did not move. He heard that unearthly cry upon his flailing sense again and nearer than before. Maybe it was a wild animal, or maybe it was a dream, for Murloc was asleep. Some hours later he awoke, lifted his head from his arms and listened closely. He knew not why. There in the black darkness by the side of the body, he remembered everything without a shock. He strained his eyes to see, he knew not what. His senses were all alert, his breath was suspended. His blood was still as if to assist the silence. Who or what had awakened him, and where was it? Suddenly, the table shook under his arms. At the same time he heard, or imagined he heard, a light, soft step, and then another. It was the sounds of bare feet walking upon the floor. He was afraid beyond his power to cry out or move. He waited waited there in the darkness through what seemed like centuries of such fear. He tried but failed to speak the dead woman's name. He tried but failed to stretch his hand across the table to learn if she was there. His throat was powerless, his arms and hands lead. Then something most frightful happened. A heavy body was thrown against the table with a force that pushed against his chest. At the same time, he heard the fall of something upon the floor with so violent a crash that the whole house shook. There was a confusion of sounds impossible to describe. Murloc had risen to his feet. Extreme fear had caused him to lose control of his senses. He threw his hands upon the table. Nothing was there. With no definite plan and acting like a madman, Murloc ran quickly to the wall. He seized his loaded rifle and without aim, fired it. The flash from the rifle lit the room with a clear brightness. He saw a huge, fierce panther dragging the dead woman toward the window. The wild animal's teeth were fixed on her throat. Then there was a darkness blacker than before, and silence. When he returned to consciousness, the sun was high, and the forest was filled with the sounds of singing birds. The body lay near the window, where the animal had left it when frightened away by the light and sound of the rifle. Her clothing was ruined, her long hair in disorder. Her arms and legs lay in a careless way, and a pool of blood flowed from her horribly torn throat. In her mouth, clenched between her teeth, was a piece of the animal's ear.